Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud, Dave. Hey. So, Dave, every October, there's usually like a major Halloween film or series released around this time, right? As far as I know. Yeah, there's always like a spectacle. Yeah, there's something. I think like last year was uh, not necessarily a Halloween film, but The Joker. was That came out last October, and I know everyone was talking about that. Yeah. And um, there was something else, Zombieland, I think the second one came out last year. So I didn't even see it. Neither did I. But there's usually some sort of movie or TV show that, that airs around this time of the year. Rightfully so. Yeah, it, it works. And it's smart marketing. If you're, you know, it's, it's Halloween, people want to watch horror films or horror TV shows. So it makes sense to release something that time of the year. I remember for, for a long time, the Saw movies... I think every Halloween they released one for like six or seven years in a row. Paranormal Activity, I think, might have been. I think they did the same thing. And this year, we were originally supposed to get Halloween Kills, the sequel to the 2018 Halloween. And our intention was to review that movie in this episode. And it's funny because I think... Uh, the, the the time we're recording right now, I I believe it would have come out today. <laughs> so is today the date? Yeah, I think today was the original release date of of Halloween Kills, and obviously the world has kind of gone to shit this year. So along with Halloween Kills, a bunch of movies have been pushed back to next year, and that left us with the Adam Sandler film Hubie Halloween. Whoop whoop. Uh, that's the uh, the October movie for this year, and it seems to be what everyone's talking about uh, when it comes to like a film set on Halloween that's released around Halloween. So, Dave, this is a this is a <laughs> this is a controversial. Oh yeah. A uh, 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 question: Where do you stand when it comes to Adam Sandler? I'm a fan. I know people like I've heard people say that he's not a great actor or he's stupid or he does the same role all the time. But I mean, the man has left his mark in the film industry. If Billy Madison is on, I will 10 times out of 10 watch it anytime it's on. One of the scenes like in any movie, especially it's, it just happens to be an Adam Sandler movie is in Billy Madison when he graduates third grade and the hair metal band is playing. That is one of my favorite things in the world. So, I am absolutely a fan. What about you? So, all right. I, I, I don't consider myself this huge Adam Sandler like fan. I, uh, I like Billy Madison. I like Happy Gilmore. Uh, I've always loved Airheads. Speaking you of You know, I forgot heads, about that once. A, a great, great movie. Airheads is amazing. And, you know, it, that's more of an ensemble because there's three of them in that movie that make up, that make up the band. And I've always liked The Wedding Singer. I've always thought that was a really funny movie. But I I can't take his movies like now very serious. He's almost like a punchline. It's almost like a joke. Like anytime he releases like an Adam like anytime you see an Adam Sandler movie coming out, it's almost like that's going to be a piece of shit. I think that's the <laughs> assumption most people have now, at least in the last I'd say 10 years. You know, I I don't like when he when I hear he's ha- he has a movie coming out, I don't like sh- you know like turn my head in disgust. Like I if I see it I see it. If I don't I don't. It's it's one of those things like I can give or take. I don't love the guy, but 
But I, I, like I said, he's made his mark in the film world. And, I mean, he's a household name. He's fucking funny. Like, I remember when, when like, when he put out his, like, comedy albums. and like, Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's just so, like, the man has his place in pop culture. So I, I give him all the respect in the world. And, let's not forget, he was great in Uncut Gems. Yeah, and that was the movie that was supposed to, like, catapult him into, like, this serious type of actor. Like, all these roles. Well, for sure. Like, you expected him to get, like, an Oscar, for that movie. He didn't win any. I think he won an award. I, I don't know if it was a Golden Globe or something like that. Or he was nominated. Um, but yeah, like that was supposed to be the movie that like made him, I guess, as this like serious actor. And I loved Uncut Gems. It was great. But you have to admit, before that, and he 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 was in, I believe the name of the movie is Punch Drunk Love. That was another like kind I've of, never seen it. That's a great movie. That came out like 15 years ago, 20 years ago. That's an old movie at this point. But he was great in that, and he was that was like more of a serious role. But I do feel that nowadays people kind of just groan. They're kind of like, meh, whenever it comes to him and his like dumb comedy movies. And I believe he has some sort of like deal with Netflix. I don't know if it's like 10 pictures or something like that, where he's supposed to make a certain amount of films a year, like specifically for Netflix. And that brings us to the movie we're going to be discussing today, Hubie Halloween. Let's do it. Halloween Eve. Danger is afoot. I'm going to make sure every citizen in this town is protected. What is that monitor? Looks like you made that sash from one of your mother's scarves. <laughs> There's something off in this town. We got an untold mystery here. I say Marco, you say Polo. Marco! Weirdo! Oh, Hubie, don't go out there. Shalem needs me. Not sure what's happening in this creepy town. The police department is advising everyone to stay home and lock their doors. Ah! What are we screaming at? <sighs> you know what I think done it? A werewolf. I think you've been watching too many scary movies, Louise. So I feel it's important to have like these light-hearted Halloween horror movies in your rotation come October. Uh, it's important to have like the child spirit during this time, and I feel that's exactly that comes with movies like Hubie, Hocus Pocus, Halloween Town, etc. Um, this is also coming from two people who truly love the horror genre. And don't need to watch slashers all month or whole year round. Yeah. So I feel like these types of films absolutely have its place in your Halloween October movie rotation. I agree. It is it is an important thing. I feel like fam, like Halloween themed family films are important because, like you said, not everyone can watch like a gory slasher film or something like that. Yeah, or, and it just gets too, it's too much too. Yeah, if you're eight years old, this is the type of movie you'd watch for sure. So in the film, you're introduced to Hubie. How do you pronounce his last name, Dave? Dubois. <laughs> Hubie Dubois. He's a delicatessen and a Halloween enthusiast who lives in Salem, Massachusetts with his old mother. So every October, 
Hubie takes it upon himself to monitor the holiday in town. He's almost like a like a safety monitor or something like <laughs> I was that. I just going to say that. Exactly yeah. what he is. <laughs> he's like a... It's like really just strange. He's kind of given himself that title. Yeah, he's got the sash that says monitor on it. Yeah. And... You know, since Halloween gets a little crazy in Salem, that's like the time of year he feels most important. Crazy is an understatement. Yeah, yeah. In in reality, it really does get insane. (laughs) Salem, we've talked about it. It's fucking crazy. Like, you can't even walk down the streets in Salem on Halloween. Nope, shoulder to shoulder. It's bananas. So in the movie, uh, most of the townspeople, including the, the police department, don't take him very serious. Like, they, they're, they're honestly kind of shitty to him all the time. And when you're watching this movie, and I don't know if you felt the same way you know, as, as me, but I was like, wow, Salem's full of assholes. That's basically <laughs> every character is a piece of shit. Like, the bully. Yes, everyone's a bully. Everyone, you know, they're all they all treat Hubie like garbage. They throw shit at him. Um, an example of this is there's a group of bullies on bicycles, and these are kids wearing scream masks that constantly, anytime they see Hubie, they just throw shit at him. And it's like a running gag. I think they even throw like a like a like instruments, wrenches, eggs. It's like a combination of dumb shit being it's, thrown it's at him. It's anytime. <laughs> and by the way. Spoiler alerts ahead because we are discussing this film pretty in depth. Spoiler alerts ahead. So like anytime he's anytime he's on the cat like he's on screen and he's going somewhere, there's always something being hurled at him. Yeah. <laughs> Flaming arrows, trumpets, garbage cans, and he he evades every single one and it's it's really <laughs> funny to watch. He also has this like weird friendship kind of with the town sergeant named Steve, played by uh, Kevin James. Um, he kind of always reports all kinds of absurd shit to him. So they have like this love and hate type of thing going on because you could tell that Sergeant Steve knows Hubie means well because I think I think there's even a line of dialogue where he says like you know you have brought some stuff to light that was bad in town. And they, they, like, appreciate him, but know he's kind of a psycho when it comes to monitoring, you know, everything going on. Every single little thing. I think there's, like, a montage where he's, like, a noise came from the sewer. And he, like, he's just, it's, like, dumb shit. Anything he sees that's suspicious, he brings it to the police department's attention. Uh, you're also introduced to Violet Valentine. Uh, this is Hubie's high school crush, who he never asked out on a date because she was dating sergeant steve so i was like putting together like there's a ton of older adam sandler movie references in this movie and i was like that's gotta be a nod to vicky valancourt violet valentine vicky valancourt and Waterboy. 100 oh, percent has sure. to be a nod for sure uh she like so violet valentine she's a, a foster mother of like a group of these kids and i think it's also revealed that she was married to Sergeant Steve at one point, and they got a divorce, or they were dating. I, I I forget that detail. I don't know if they were married or just dating. I don't remember the detail either. But they were together and broke up, basically. So the night before Halloween, an escaped mental patient named Richie Hartman returns to Salem, Michael Myers style. Yeah. And, you know, throughout the film, we cut back to him being all creepy and peeing on things. That's like, <laughs> that's like his thing. <laughs> 
So while he's being creepy, he he you see him peeing on shit. I, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's kind of dumb. But it's it's a subplot throughout the movie because I even think Sergeant Steve, like everyone in town is like knows that 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 Richie Hartman escaped and they're like keep an eye out. He he you know he's heading this way. So they're all kind of freaking the mayor of the town's telling Sergeant Steve and everyone's kind of talking about it. Um Hubie also meets a suspicious new neighbor named Walter Lambert, played by Steve Buscemi, who's fucking always awesome in anything. He could be in a terrible movie, but Steve Buscemi's the fucking man. He rules. <laughs> and Hubie thinks he's an undead werewolf because I believe he sees a tombstone with the name Walter Lambert yeah, on it. There's no just year. Like, yeah, there's no, de- <laughs> there's no death year on it. <laughs> and he actually investigates uh, Walter's home and discovers that he's shitting on newspaper, growling, and kind of like quickly can run away from Hubie. So he's suspicious that this guy is a is a werewolf. And by the way, the great the tombstone with his name on it it says sixteen hundred yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. I think there's even uh, a joke where where he where where Hubie's like, "How old are you?" And he just doesn't. He like tells him some bullshit. He doesn't want to tell him how old he actually is. It's important to know that this is a mindless film. I mean, you need to just turn off your brain. And just watch it for what it is, because it's just really silly. So always keep that in mind. <laughs> so the rest of the the rest of the night, Hubie just he just continues to get pranked on by like all the townspeople that you're being introduced to throughout the movie. But each one of them, the prank backfires and they go missing. So throughout the film, Hubie is literally moving from location to location in Salem and all these people are being like taken off screen by like this unseen force. Um, some of them being his coworker Mike, who's like a high school student, <laughs> which I found funny at the deli. And he's dressed up as a uh, Freddie Mercury at one point and he's pulled into like the corn maze. Um, he also has like these old classmates of him, of his that he bumps into named Lester and Mary and those are played by um, Tim Meadows and Maya Rudolph. They've they've both been on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, the whole cast, to be honest, in this movie is really is is really good. Like, there's just so many, there's just so many like great names. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I really appreciated that part of this film too. And there's also a bully named Pete, played by Ray Liotta. He's kidnapped at a haunted attraction that Hubie wanders into. So there's just like these set pieces and Hubie is there when he's investigating doing his, you know, his checkup on, on all the different places in town. And this, these groups of people just kind of go missing. All these people just go missing by something you're not seeing. And Hubie insists that it's Walter Lambert who's fully transformed into a werewolf kind of <laughs> <laughs> and i even think there's a there's a scene in there's a scene in the haunted house that he goes into where he sees like a husky like a dog and he swears it's walter fully transformed that i think he throws a silver bullet at the dog and the dog eats it yeah it catches it in its mouth and <laughs> yeah and he's explaining this to like sergeant steve and none of them believe him. They all think he's like full of shit and this is all baloney. And at one point, he gets a call from like his deputy, uh, played by Keenan Thompson. <laughs> and the de- he, he basically explains that both Walter Lambert, 
the werewolf, Steve Buscemi, and Richie Hartman, the escaped convict, or the escaped mental patient, actually, who's played by Rob Schneider. <laughs> it's another good cameo. It's, yeah, it's like revealed that it's because at one point I think he puts on a mask so you, so you can't see his face. He's got a pig mask It's on. revealed that it's, yeah, Rob, Rob Schneider's playing him. Um, that they turned themselves in and they were both escaped mental patients and Richie was just trying to get uh, Walter Lambert or, you know, that's not his real name. I forget what, they, what his real name was. I forgot was. his name too. Yeah. Get him back to the mental asylum. That's all it was. So Walter escaped and then Richie escaped to bring him back. <laughs> it's, it's super fucking silly. Um, at this point, you know, everyone's blaming Hubie. They think he's responsible for the missing people. Uh, he runs off to like the local DJ's, uh, station. And throughout the entire film, you hear this like sexy female DJ voice. I believe the DJ's name is Aurora, DJ Aurora. And Hubie (laughs) rushes into the station and it's revealed that DJ Aurora is a man and played by Shaq. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah, it's very random. It was kind of funny because I was like, "What the fuck?" Like Shaq is. It just. It was just random, dude. The whole radio host thing, like, it really reminded me of the Fog and the Warriors. That, yes. like, that that also had to definitely be a nod to those uh, to those two movies. Yeah, because you're hearing the whole the whole voice throughout the entire movie, and then when it's finally revealed who the voice, where the voice is coming from. It's Shaq. It's not who you thought it was. And then I think you meet his wife, who's like this short woman, and her voice is all deep and raspy, and it like it's just. He's like, I can't wait to hear your radio voice, and and she's like, this. She was what? This is my voice. This is my normal voice. <laughs> so DJ Aurora, aka Shaq, explains that besides Hubie, who constantly calls to request songs, another person uh, requests songs constantly for Hubie. In his dedication. And I guess they put two and two together. At this point the movie kind of moves really quick. And they think it's Violet who's the kidnapper. I think there's something about like a phone call coming from his mother's house or a burner phone. And Hubie's nervous now because he's like, oh shit, the kidnapper is at my, you know, his mom's in danger. So he runs off and he's fearing the worst. When he gets there to his to his mother's house, to his house, because he lives with his mother, it's revealed that his mother's the culprit of this entire thing. And she's only doing this because of all the assholes that bullied her son. And her plan is to burn them Salem witch style, too. I love how that's how she wants to kill <laughs> yep. these people. She wants to kill them by burning them. So his little innocent mother is this fucking evil person, apparently. Well, they're dicks. (laughs) They were all assholes to him. So she has a change of heart because everyone explains that they have insecurities and they only did it. They only took that out on Hubie and they apologized. And she's like, okay, I won't kill them. And I think all the cops finally show up to like arrest her. And there's this running gag throughout the film where I think Hubie uses it where they just yell out Frankenstein Everyone looks the other way and the person escapes. And that's what she does and fly, like disappears. Um, 
I took it that she was a witch, or or like, cause I, I, I did you take it? That's that interesting. Way? No, that's interesting though. Like, cause if you think about it, throughout the movie, she's like pulling people away, like sucking them v- very forcefully. It was almost like a supernatural element to it. So I took it that she was some sort of witch or something, cause she does talk about their great like ancestors that were witches early i think early like in the first scene of the movie right he says it he says it in the in the in the witch museum he goes that's my like great aunt yeah it's mentioned a few times so more than likely there was some sort of insinuation that she was a witch or some something and hubie and violet finally get together you know and hubie is also now the mayor of salem so everyone lives happily ever after. He did it. <laughs> he did it. He did it. So, so, Dave, what was your overall feeling after watching this movie? So I really like this movie. I mean, like I said before, it's very mindless. I think it's important to go into this movie with no expectations and just to have fun. Uh, it's just, it's it's a Halloween movie to the core. And it touches on the atmosphere uh it you know salem isn't exactly the way it's depicted in the movie but it's kind of similar um you know like it looks good the the set pieces are great you know there's a lot of like wholesomeness to the film but there's also like kind of like shit and fart humor too which is you know which is there's funny. a ton of that yeah, <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> So I, I actually really enjoyed the film. And, and like I said, I had no expectations. So I'm kind of glad I went into it like that because I know you feel a little differently than I do about the movie. So, so okay. So I didn't love or hate the movie. I'm very indifferent. I'm in the middle. Like I, The way I see it is this. If you're 12 years old, this is your hocus pocus. Now, and that's great. I honestly love that about it. That like, if you're a young, if you're young, you're going to love this movie. Like it's it's you could tell the demographic it's going for are not like it's not going for us I don't think. It's not for people in their 30s. Maybe 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 like parents and stuff that love Adam Sandler. I I, I would have to maybe challenge you on that because there are so many references to Billy Madison, to Happy Gilmore, to all his classic movies. If you're an Adam Sandler fan, basically, you're going to like you're going to like that. That that's probably a better way of of me articulating what I'm trying to say. But yeah, if you're an Adam Sandler fan, you will love all the little inside jokes and stuff. But I feel like the movie isn't... I didn't feel like it was made for me. And I'm a guy that loves Halloween. And I love Hocus Pocus. I love Ernest Scared Stupid. You know, I love silly Halloween movies. But I just felt there was something missing in this movie. And believe me, Louie and I... I was yelling at Louie through text about how I was like, how could you not like this movie? I don't get it. I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. You like Hocus Pocus and Halloween Town. How do you not like this? So it's really funny just to, you know, just to be indifferent about it because we, we both, you know, just watched it completely. You know, we just had very different opinions on the film. And it seems like most people are divided on it. Yeah, it seems like you either enjoyed it or fucking hated it. <laughs> like I'm in the middle cuz I didn't I didn't hate it. I wasn't like fuck this movie, piece of shit. Like that that wasn't my attitude towards it. I just felt like something was missing. I don't know what. It was silly, it was fun. 
My biggest issue with it, it's too long. Yes, I agree with you. It's with an that. hour and 43 minutes. It did not need to be no. that long. They could have shaved off 20 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes easily in the middle somewhere. Like, I feel like they tried to hammer in a lot of jokes, and a lot of the jokes didn't land, with me at least, you know? And I think that, that like, for instance, here's an example. In the film, there's an entire segment where he shows up at the school wearing like a ghost sheet with pee on it and he's telling all the kids the um the rules like the safety rules for halloween or whatever you know he's doing his job or what he thinks is his job that entire segment could have been eliminated yeah it was it it wasn't necessary to the rest of the plot you get that he thinks he's like this big shot you know safety guy during the halloween season and that he's watching and monitoring everything but, like, that scene was unnecessary. Like, I get why they added it because it's supposed to be silly and funny. But was it necessary? It could have just spe- – things could have been, you know, sped up a bit by eliminating that. And that was I my biggest problem with it. It just did – there was something missing. It was too long. Um, but otherwise, I really feel that this movie is great for, like, young people. Like, it's, it's, this is going to be – Young kids, hocus pocus, earnest, scared, stupid. This is gonna Definitely. be what they see in twenty years. They're gonna be like, remember Adam Sandler's Hubie Halloween? Like they're gonna, and that's that's what makes me happy about it. Like there's, you know, maybe I didn't love it, but I know kids are gonna, you know, talk about it in twenty years. Like we talk about hocus pocus and the movies we love. They're gonna have the same nostalgic feels for it, and that's why I can't completely shit on it because I think it 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 did its job. You get what I'm saying? Like it. <laughs> you you made me feel a little better, Lou. Thank you. <laughs> it, it did it did its job. I'm I'm not the type of guy that just like will shit on a movie because I don't like it. Like there are redeeming qualities in this movie, especially if you're a fan of Halloween. Like if you're a fan of Halloween, like Dave and I, you're gonna there there's gonna be something you you take away from this. But I also felt like it was missing something. But I can't quite put my finger on it. Yeah, you know, I I, I definitely can agree with you on that. Um, there was a few references, and I'll I'll use this one specifically. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Drive In Massacre, Lou. I have. But there is like the guy kills people with a samurai sword, and he he chops someone's head off. Yeah, yeah I remember. So there's that scene in the drive in where Tim Meadows he plays the prank on Hubie. And he's driving the car headless at the drive-in. I personally was like, "This is this is way too ironic to not be a, a, a drive-in massacre um, a homage." But uh, you know, I don't know. You know, like I feel like there was definitely like people in the like like people that love the horror genre like we do that were that had their input on this movie. No, for sure. Like I said, it's 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 you could. When they made, you could tell when they made this movie, a lot of work was put into it. Like, there was thought put into this movie. I'm not saying, that, like, it was just, they, like, wrote the script. Well, they probably did write the script really quick. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, there was, there was a budget. They put work into this film. It looks like they had a fun time making it. There's even, like, a little blooper reel type of thing at the end, at the end credits. So, I agree with that. There was definitely, like, some love put into this film behind the scenes. Watch it, G.I. Jackass. You want to die? Not yet. Uh, excuse me, Grandpa Thermos, you need to leave the party right now. I'm going to tell you one of my absolute favorite parts of this film, and it's the motherfucking Thermos. <laughs> that Thermos, 
what was I, I loved how many uses and functions that thing had. Like, you know, like how in movie, like how like movies in their heyday of like our childhood, like in the Goonies with Data and all those booby traps. Yeah, yeah. In Gremlins, <laughs> yeah. in Gremlins, when the got when the kid's dad has that little gadget that you're supposed to bring around with you, and then you can shave and brush your teeth and all that. Like, like the stuff like that's missing in movies, and I really love that they included this and it's like the dumbest fucking thing and the most unbelievable thing but like i even made a list of all of its uh all of its functions here are at least most of the functions of this thermos a flashlight a blender it's retractable it has a grappling hook it's a telescope it's mace spray uh it's a flare gun hair dryer I mean, this this is something I hope they make, like, a gag toy for. Just like with Ghostbusters, when they made the fucking guns and the ghost traps. Yeah. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. I really did like, like, the goofy, like, trinket that they introduced in this film. It, it was pretty silly. Doesn't he call it? He's like, this is my Swiss Army thermos. Yeah. He's like, I made it when I was 12 yeah. or some shit. I think that's like a line he says. And they introduce it early on too. Like, I think when he's on his bike, he like eggs fly yeah. into it and he drinks it. And he has like this obsession with soup. So he's constantly like putting soup in it. It was kind of random and weird. Exactly. But I can, I can get why you liked it because it was so absurd and silly. <laughs> Something I loved in this movie that I also put together a little list for. I I, I loved how Hubie's mom <laughs> wore some of the most perverted, ridiculous shirts by accident. <laughs> and I and honestly, his mom was my favorite character in the movie. Fair. I just loved how supportive she was. She was like the heart of the movie. And when you find out, like the, the twist ending that she was the one involved, it kind of ties everything together really well. So back to the shirts. The shirts themselves, early on in the film, I think it's like when you, when you meet her, it's the first scene like with, between the two of them. She's wearing a t-shirt that says boner donor. And she explains that she picked it up at a thrift store. <laughs> and she thinks the word boner yeah means like mistake like i made a boner (laughs) like so i just thought that was kind of ridiculous and funny and it's a running gag throughout the film because i think a couple of characters i even think you hubie says it. he's like oh uh i'm i have a boner or i made a boner or something like that and people look at him like he's (laughs) and they're like they're all like what yeah he's like i'm sorry about my boner or something like that and it's used like throughout the entire movie but the t-shirt gag is also a running a running thing throughout the film. So <laughs> I have a little list here of some of the things the t-shirt said. Lay it on so us. So obviously bo- bo- Boner Donor was the first one. And Mom also has a friend that, sh- that has a few scenes in the film. She also has perverted shirts on. So there's a, there's a, I think there's a point in the film where we see the, uh, the news broadcaster talking on the streets of Salem. And you see Hubie's mom in the background with her friend. Yubi's mom has a t-shirt that says, I shaved my balls for this. <laughs> and I think her friend has a shirt that says, it's not going to lick itself. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh. Then later on, we see the friend again. 
I think she's like setting up, like putting out candy for trick-or-treaters. And her shirt has an arrow pointing down to the crotch and it says, Happy Halloweener. <laughs> and in the same montage with like everyone getting ready for Halloween, you cut back to uh, Hubie's mom and she's wearing like a boxing robe that is like all shiny and stuff. And it says, I'd hit that <laughs> with a pair of boxing gloves in the center of the, sh- of, of the uh, jacket. And then some other ones that I enjoyed was one said, if you can read this, you're in my fart zone. <laughs> and the last you, two. You know these shirts are going to get made. Oh, I think some of them exist already. Cause I, I, it, Probably. Yeah. And uh, the last two she wears that I loved was there's a point where she, where she I think, like. And it's funny because there's supposed to be, like, moments where Hubie's kind of, like, the scenes are trying to be serious. And he's explaining what's going on. And, you know, people think he's guilty of doing this. And her shirt says, Muff Divers Swim School. (laughs) Yeah. And at the very end of the film, when she reveals that she's behind the whole... my favorite one. (laughs) Behind the whole plot of kidnapping everyone, kayaking gets me wet. (laughs) That's my favorite one. And the funny thing about this joke is, it's so true, dude. I think I've seen, like... It's like when you see, like, an older person wearing, like, a t-shirt of something they don't know. Like, you see a grandma wearing, like, a Cannibal Corpse t-shirt. Like, you you know that grandma. Maybe she is. But, like, I highly doubt this, like, 85-year-old, like, lady is listening to, like, Deicide. She bought the shirt for like three bucks at like the Salvation Army. (laughs) Or at least, at least you, like, you may want to think like their grandkid or children bought them the, but you know, like bought them the shirt as a gag or something. Or it was like a hand-me-down. Like they took it from someone and like they just wear it to like do their laundry or like, you know, (laughs) like just go to the store and it's like a ridiculous shirt. Cause I've seen people like out in the street just like, and I'll question it like, like pull my finger and stupid shit like that. I'm like, do they realize? Like, <laughs> I th- I think some are aware, some are, but it's just uh, funny because it's so relatable. It's so and I really legit have like I've seen people like I've seen yeah. older people wearing shirts where I'm like, do you really think they like know D Generation X and they're wearing like a like a suck it shirt? Like, do they get they do they even realize what they're wearing? They better realize. <laughs> they should realize. They definitely should realize. <laughs> I don't think he knows what boner means. No, definitely not. When I was your age, I made some huge boners. <laughs> boners that I wish I could get back now. Listen, give me a minute head start, then tell him there's a kid stuck in the corn maze. And why am I doing that? Because I am going to scare the living crap out of him. Really? Does he scare easy? Yes. Yes, he does. My second favorite part of this film, and it's an overall, I want to say it's an overall, like, like some of the film, like, of what I thought, is that I, I really liked that it doesn't take itself seriously. I feel like that's such an important thing to take in when you watch this movie. It's just to really just have fun watching it. And I know it's, like, kind of like a, you know, it's it's a very generic thing to say, but that really is like my overall favorite thing of this movie is that it's it is what it is, and it and, and it's and it's not it's not trying to be this amazing movie. It knows what it is. You know what I'm saying? Just have fun watching it and add it to your Halloween rotation. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but like, again, going back to like my critique of the movie, 
if that's not your type of if you don't if you don't like really stupid movies like just like dumb jokes you're not going to be into this like there's different types of comedy you know you could watch something like the office and that's a specific type of comedy you know and then this is kind of very physical a lot of crashing into shit you know a lot of shit and piss jokes Fart jokes. <laughs> Look, I'm laughing right now, and you didn't even say it. All you said was shit and shit and fart jokes, and I'm laughing. Like, dude, <laughs> dude, like, like going, like you said, it doesn't take itself too seriously. There's literally a scene I think where like Hubie's talking to like Steve Buscemi, Walter, and he just farts <laughs> for no reason. <sighs> like he's ta- he, I think, like I think Steve Buscemi's character is like, oh, I'm gonna make my famous chili for you guys. I'll invite, like, your mom over, like, you and your mom over once my kitchen's all ready, and I'll make chili. And he just farts. And and Steve Buscemi's like, it sounds like your you're, you're, you're butt emptied out or some shit. And I'm just, like, sitting there like, what? Like, I didn't, like, Look, I didn't laugh at it, but I don't laugh at that type of shit. But, like, I totally get what you're saying about it not taking itself too serious. Piss and fart jokes will never get old. What's just, what's just, you know, what's just put that in the ground right now. They will never get old. They will always be funny. You know, like there's that scene where Rob Schneider and Steve Buscemi are sitting in the um, police department. And uh, I forgot what they say, but Rob Schneider is like, I'm pissing right now. And you literally, he's pissing his pants as they're sitting in there. And it's just, you see it coming out of his- I really believe it's when they were making this movie, dude, they were just like, we're going to be fucking ridiculous. Absolutely. We're not going to take it too. Like, I really, really legit. And I think that's what people don't like about it. Like, you can see through it. You can see that that's what he that's what they were going for. They were going for. Of and that's why I think it's the best part of this movie. <laughs> but I but you also have to see why people won't be too into it like oh god all right he's randomly just pissing his pants like there's random shit piles on newspaper when hubie goes to check out walter's basement like like it's funny once or twice but it like every other scene is like some absurd shit i no, i get it i get it but look i'm not gonna watch this movie once a month i'm gonna only gonna watch it during halloween time you know what i'm saying like yeah and 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 (laughs) And, and I get that. I get it. I completely understand it. But I could also be like someone saying like, like not all the jokes land. Like I said earlier, like they don't all land. No, no, they don't. They don't. I agree. So another thing I, I really loved about this movie is just kind of the overall atmosphere and the way the film looked. That's yeah, perfect. Like just the atmosphere, the ambiance, the sets, everything about it is very very halloween like literally every scene has a million halloween decorations in it there's pumpkins tombstones skeletons literally anything you could think of retro uh, style like cutouts newer decorations like everything everything you could imagine halloween decoration related is in Dude, it it's generations of halloween put into one thing exactly and I feel like them setting it in Salem is also really important. If this film was set anywhere else or they pretended they were shooting in Salem and they were really shooting in like LA or California or something like that out there, you could you could see through that. Like you could see the phoniness, the bullshit. But the fact that they actually shot there and put this much effort 
into every single set. It's awesome. I, I, I just I have to give them credit for that. Like whoever their set designer was, like they did a phenomenal job. And all the set pieces felt authentic, like the haunted house, the drive-in, the corn maze. They all felt like real places. They didn't seem like, you know, there's been movies we've watched where like some of the background could be like CGI. Like they'll, you know, they they couldn't actually build this set. So they'll kind of like just, it looks really phony. They'll like fake it. But you could tell in this movie, they really built like a little haunted house. Yeah, you could tell they... They put a lot of work into it. And as a person that loves Halloween, I can appreciate that because it feels like a Halloween film. It feels like something, you know, you could watch every year simply looking at it from that perspective. Just looking at the decorations. Not the plot, just looking at the way the movie looks. I mean, like his house, Hubie's house is literally fucking roof to fucking grass decorations like you can't even you can't even see anything but halloween decorations in the front of his house and and i could see like halloween purists saying it's too much honestly because they could they you can watch a movie like trick or treat which is a little more subtle it's very halloween there's a ton of halloween decorations but i'd say it's a little subtle but definitely also feel feels like halloween yeah this is like almost obnoxiously halloween like there's literally Every, yo, dude, it's crazy. I was like, while I was watching it, every frame has something orange in it. A fucking pumpkin, ghost. Like, it's crazy. Like, I, I can't imagine what the budget was on, like, the budget was on decorations alone. Oh, I, I that's, you know, I, I said that to myself. I'm like, they really put so much care into this. There had to be a huge budget for that, for all those uh, decorations. It doesn't look like a cheap film. No, not at all. Like, they're, 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 like there's a scene where... When Hubie's in the corn maze and they play the prank on him, the kid's missing, and then his coworker gets sucked away into the corn. Um, where it it's him in the corn maze. I think he like raises his hands like all dramatic and cheesy, and the camera pans up from where Hubie is. It's like this really wide shot from above. Yeah, and you see the corn maze is a giant jack o' lantern. So like. Like and it looks great. It look it's obviously CGI or they you know they did some effect work effects work on it because they didn't actually build the giant jack o' lantern corn maze. Yeah, oh, it looks very good. But but this it's pretty good. It looks it, they did a good job with it. So the overall like the overall tone of the film, just everything when it comes to set on Halloween. Yeah, and dude, e- e- even like the like the costumes, like Maya Rudolph's costume, like the Bride of Frankenstein, she looked awesome. No, for sure. Tim Meadows with the you know with, with the with the uh, severed head. He looked awesome. You know, it was like, there was just like lots of like little clever things like thrown in there. Um, like you even see like this giant grim reaper at the haunted house, which by the way, that haunted house looked incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That did, they did it. They did it. Like that entire set looked like a real haunted house back to their costumes. I did like that joke that Violet is making like all the kids costumes out of like aluminum foil. Yeah. Like that, that to me is a funny joke. That was like a joke that landed because you see her early on in the movie holding like a bunch of pumpkins and aluminum foil. Yeah. And I think someone's like, oh, what's with the, all the aluminum foil? And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm making all the kids' costumes out of it. I'm old school or something like that, I think she says. So like I said, it, it, it just felt, it felt real. And that's like, that's what I, that's the biggest compliment I can give the movie. And I'll, I want to add one more thing. 
I really love the anti-bullying <laughs> message in the movie. Yeah, it, it's like, fuck bullies. No, because cause that's something that needs to be addressed. I mean, like, like you know, you have all these movies, and, and bullying is something that will probably never go away. People are always going to be shitheads and treat other people like shit. Oh, for sure. Like, this was a movie that addressed it, and this is a movie that, you know, like, kind of touched upon that amongst how fucking silly it is. So I really did like that they threw that in there and were able to, you know, I would say for the most part, get a point across as far as to not treat people like shit. So no, for sure. I, I, I and I totally am all about that. I, I, I agree. That was a little cool little thing they, they, they added to the plot of the film. Absolutely. So Dave, this is when we're gonna get a little negative now when it comes to Hubie Halloween. Oh boy. What's one thing? you hated about the movie or disliked hate is a hate is a strong word what's one thing about the movie you disliked one thing that i absolutely hated was hubie's voice not hubie's character just his voice it was so muddled and low that i like half the time i couldn't figure out what he was saying like i'd have to like turn my head and like put my ear to the to you know to the screen to hear more <laughs> like i i just I, I just i just i don't know why they, they made him speak like that but that was that was basically the only thing that i actually didn't like about the film um the only other thing i can think of was i thought the ending was a little too wholesome but that's it yeah, it's funny you say his voice. So that'll go into the one thing I didn't like. I didn't like the Hubie character that much. I, I didn't think... To me, he was a little annoying, like, at times. Like, he was the type of character they were trying to inject a lot of heart and make you kind of feel bad for him. And I, I could see, like, people watching this, like, oh, poor Hubie, he means well. And, and, I, and I totally get that. But I just feel like the overall presentation of the character he was just fucking annoying like i i hated that he was scared of everything like it almost didn't make sense how do you love halloween but you're fucking scared of every goddamn thing that jumps out at you oh boy like it kind like his reactions like were just annoying to the point that i think it was done on purpose like it, it like he overdid it like it was just so oh I, I just did not did not like that and that's why I think I'm kind of meh about the whole movie or I'm in the middle about it because I feel like I just, his character, I just didn't, like, it just didn't fucking care. Like, I just, I was like, this guy sucks. <laughs> you know, it's funny, it's funny you, you mentioned that because during the movie, I actually never felt bad for Hubie and I'm going to tell you why. It's because Maya Rudolph's character says it when they're all admitting why they bully Hubie and she says he has hope. And that comes off in the movie. Like, he does come off, like, even though he's getting, you know, he's getting treated like shit from some people, he doesn't let it get to him. And, I mean, I at least could see that. So, that's why I never felt bad for him. And I actually felt like that was, like, kind of, like, a good tie-in to that, you know? Like, that that was definitely, you know, like, with the whole anti-bullying message. That's why I really, you know, that's why I wanted to mention that. Because I, I did think that was a nice thing to add into the film. But... You know, like I said, the movie can't listen. <laughs> this movie's definitely not perfect. You're not wrong for 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 disliking the parts that you don't like. No, yeah, I I appreciate that whole thing with him having hope, and and I I see it now. Like thinking back, like you're right. Like Maya Rudolph's character saying that does make sense because he doesn't give up, 
every single time he gets scared out of one set piece and someone bullies him and they get sucked away, he runs to the next one. And he's constantly, he's very persistent with the with the with the sheriff and and the cops and you know and all that stuff. And the only thing he's and his biggest weakness is that he's scared. <laughs> like that's his fear, and that's what I fucking hated because I was like, it it doesn't make any sense. Why is he scared of everything? He's fucking scared of like rubber rats and shit, and he's scared to ask the girl out, and he's scared like like it's like it's. Why does he love Halloween? Why, like, why? Like, if, if he's scared of everything. And, like, why is his house decorated like that? If he's fucking scared of Halloween, like... Yo, because he's got hope. I know. I was like, dude, it just... It just... Look, it, it's... It, it, I could see why, like, a, like a 10-year-old would be like, ah, he's the best. But, like, for me, I was like, this motherfucker's annoying. I was like, just, like... All right, let, let's let's move on. Let's fucking keep it going. Like let's just go. Let's just move on to the next place where you're gonna get fucking scared. It was the same joke over and over and over again with him, and I just got fucking annoyed with it and tired with it, which made me not like his character. Well, you know, I think I have a solution for you, Louis, and I think you need to get in touch with Netflix, Adam Sandler. You're gonna direct Hubie too, and that's you're, we're gonna correct all these problems and we're gonna make it even better. <laughs> If I if I were to direct Hubie 2, I'd bring back Ernest from the dead, get rid of Hubie, and plug Ernest in that role. <laughs> I whoa 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 whoa. I, I think I think I think a great plot for Hubie 2 would Hubie finally watches Ernest Scared Stupid. He goes to unearth Jim Varney. Rest in peace, Jim Varney. And it just becomes this entire new Ernest Scared Stupid movie with Adam Sandler. So I think we should do that. A CGI Ernest will pop up and they'll like do some crazy shit to have Hubie and Ernest. That's a movie I'd watch. It'd be fucking ridiculous too, but I'd fucking watch it. That would be amazing. Yeah, good suggestion, Ramshot. Why didn't I think of that? Why don't we go on home? How about it? You better back up. You don't want to fight me. I know Tai Chi, Gung Fu, Chow Mein, and I saw Hulkamania three times once in slow mo. Game Halloween, Mickey. Walker. All right, so that was Yubi Halloween. Be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Haunted Hangover. And if you can rate and review us, that'd be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More booze in a thermos? <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs>